0: InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting.
1: After dealing drugs and paying for it with a prison sentence, one African-American man wants to change the options for others. With the story, here's
0: InfoTrack's Taryn
1: McCall. Taryn? Taryn?
0: Thanks, Chris. Studies show more black men are in jail now than in college, and it signals another generation lost to crime and incarceration. Our guest today is trying his best to turn that around and spread hope to a population that is in need of motivation and encouragement. Katie Hardy is a motivational speaker and author of the inspirational book, These Four Walls, and he joins us now on InfoTrack. Welcome, Mr. Hardy. How you doing? Great. Please start by telling us your own very compelling story.
1: Well, I grew up in a traditional home with a mother and a father, but somewhere on that track, I lost what I felt like I needed to do to actually become successful. I began to see things that I felt that I wanted to do that wasn't primarily the way that my parents raised me, and so I began to fall off the wrong track, I guess around the age of 16. I started selling drugs because there was no vision and there were no dreams. There was only the quest for money. So I ended up selling small amounts of marijuana, which ended up to large amounts of marijuana. And from there, I began to sell cocaine. And I spent six years in federal prison.
0: Now, a lot of people say that the reason there's an explosion in the prison population these days, not just among blacks, but among whites as well, is the enforcement of drug laws and that those drug laws are particularly discriminatory against the black population. Did you find that to be true?
1: Well, yes and no. And the reason I say yes and no is because, of course, there's large amounts of time given out for crack cocaine, And we know that African-Americans sell the majority of crack cocaine, where majority of whites, when they're selling drugs, they're selling powder. And so the time is different when you look at the amount of time that's given toward the powder and the crack. But it's all illegal and you all go to jail. So if you break the law, then you go to jail. And my biggest thoughts about that is if you don't want to be in that situation, then just don't sell drugs.
0: You had a key line in your book, which really stopped me cold, regarding black males. You write, quote, We lack a strong spiritual foundation and have an unhealthy attitude toward education, unquote. I'd like you to explain a little about why you've come to that conclusion, your own experience with this, and how you were able to use this philosophy to get the situation turned around.
1: Well, after looking at my home situation and after talking to several inmates prior to prison and doing prison, I realized that most of us were raised with good values, but along the way, we lost those values because we let our environment be more of a focal point for us than our values. And when you don't have that spiritual foundation in place, it's hard for you to make decisions that are going to be credible because we're going to make decisions based on us rather than based on a spiritual foundation. That's why we make so many of the wrong decisions because we're not basing them upon a Bible or a Torah or a Quran, We're basing them upon ourselves. And the reason that we don't educate ourselves is it's a process. I always knew education was important, but I didn't want to go through the process. And that's what happens to most young African-American men because we want everything right now. And things worth having, you have to work hard to get. And that's why most of us end up without that education because we don't want to work hard to obtain it. And that's what leads a lot of us into drug selling or committing illegal acts because it's instant gratification. Education is a process. And most of us don't want to go through that process so we don't obtain education.
0: Do you think the decriminalization or legalization of drugs would have a beneficial effect on the overcrowding of prisons?
1: If drugs was legal, then of course the prison wouldn't be uh, overpopulated. But do I think they should make drugs legal? No, I don't. Because there's nothing good about drugs for the user or the seller. It's all one road to destruction.
0: Tell us a little about your post-prison life. We know you turned your life around through refocusing on your spiritual life and education. How did you escape the temptations once you were back on the street? When
1: I was in prison, I decided that I was never going to touch drugs again. And the reason that the recidivism rate is so high for federal inmates is because they keep drugs as an option. And I destroyed that option in my life. No matter how much I had to struggle to get to where I was going, I wasn't going back to the street. So what I did was I said, whatever I have to go through to get to where I'm going, I refuse to live that kind of life that I lived prior to prison. And like I said, most people, they don't take that option away. So the first time they don't meet a goal or things don't go the way they want them to go, then they go right back to the street. And when they go back to the street, they end up back in jail.
0: We're talking with K.D. Hardy, author of These Four Walls, about his experiences in the prison system and his productive life now on the outside. Mr. Hardy, what are you doing within your community to further your goal here of educating young black males?
1: What I'm doing in my community now is I speak often at high schools. I actually did a program at a high school in my city on the seven ways to become a successful student. And I spoke of certain things as choosing your friends wisely, saying no to instant gratification. A lot of the things that are concerning a high school student. And I also go to speak at a jail that I was actually incarcerated in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. They said that the book has a very good story about overcoming. So they give that book to all the inmates that are at the prison, even the women.
0: You had what I see as a particular advantage in that you really did come from a stable two-parent family. You had a wife I know you were on the outs with at some point, but you were able to reconnect. And you had a strength of family there that might very well be missing in a lot of young men and women that are in the prison system. What can you offer people that don't have that key for them?
1: We all have our own situations that we have to overcome. Well, there's hope in any situation that I can come through this with a strong spiritual foundation and education and self-discipline. With those three things, you can turn your life around regardless of what your situation is. But it takes work and it takes time and it takes you being patient. But if you concentrate on those three things right there, you can definitely turn your life around.
0: Katie Hardy, author of These Four Walls. Can listeners through your bookstore?
1: Thank
0: you so much for being with us today on InfoTrack and best of luck in your endeavors.
1: Thanks, and you have a great day.
0: And I'm Taryn McCall for Infotrack. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.